Hello, welcome to Betsy Goes to the Movies. I'm Betsy, and today's episode is about Tremors, Shrieker Island. I found this lovely gem when my friend Laura recommended it to me. It came out direct-to-video in October of 2020 from Universal Home Entertainment and was directed by Don Michael Paul and written by Brian Brightley, Don Michael Paul, Brent Maddox, Ron Underwood, and S.S. Wilson. It stars Michael Gross as Burt Gummer, John Hedder as Jimmy, Richard Brake as Bill, Caroline Langrish as Jasmine, Jackie Cruz as Freddie, and Cassie Clare as Anna, and I watched it on Netflix. Quick disclaimer, until I watched this, I had never seen any of the Tremors movies, and that will now change. My podcast episodes are released every Wednesday, and I post updates and episode notes on my website at BetsyGoesToTheMovies.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BetsyGoesToTheMovies for news and updates. If you have a cheesy, campy, so bad it's good movie suggestion, you can message me on social media or email me at BetsyGoesToTheMovies at gmail.com. First of all, I want to say if they actually got to be on location, good for them. This is absolutely gorgeous. All right, so we've got this incredibly beautiful rainforest, and now we have a guy. This is who is listed in the cast as Parkour Boy. He is seriously parkour everywhere. Like, the office is going off in my head right now. Parkour, parkour, parkour. We have a bunch of guys with firearms. It's clearly a hunting party. It's also clearly a hunting party made up of really rich men. And we have Anna. Okay, she is an absolute badass. I love her. She is who I want to be when I grow up. Oh, and there's Bill. Bill is not who I want to be when I grow up. Bill is the leader of this little expedition. This kid who was so streamlined and on point in the forest, his arms are flailing everywhere as he tears through the field. And now all of a sudden he's out of breath. Anyway, their super high-tech alarm system of tin cans hanging on ropes is now going crazy. So keeping in mind again, I've never seen any of the Tremors movies, so I did not know what a graboid was supposed to look like when I saw this. And when this thing came out of the ground, it really looked like a hand in a glove, and I really thought that maybe that was what the special effects were supposed to be. I found out later I was wrong. Turns out they genetically mutated these worms. So whatever they were before, they're now mega super predators. And apparently this is something to be proud of. See, I already like Anna. She's already making the point of, this was stupid. You fucked with evolution just so that these guys could hang a trophy mount on their wall. And now we have a thing that's gonna way out hunt us. So we are now at Avex Bio Wildlife Preservation number 17. This is basically just a wildlife scientific outpost. They're putting uh, GPS trackers on elephants. I'm gonna pet an elephant. If I'm standing around a bunch of elephants who start losing their shit, I'm not gonna keep standing by the elephants. All right, so we have an introduction to Jimmy. Apparently he lost something called flip, sip, or strip. It's like one of those kind of annoying tropes in movies. You have the geeky tech lead who can't hold his liquor, is passed out somewhere, and everybody's making fun of him. So the leader of this expedition goes to find him with coffee. Of course, he falls out of a hammock, and he's hungover. Pretty sure if my boss walked up on me asleep on the job, he would not hand me coffee and laugh about me being hungover while my team is doing the work. Yeah, I'd be lucky if I made it out alive. The island off the coast of their island is Bill's private island. Bill being the lovely hunter who looks like he never got past 1974 with the hair, hat, and yellow sunglasses. So, of course, they're going to go see what he's doing because for some reason they feel a need to, even though he hasn't done anything to indicate that they have to. 
But I mean, I guess the movie wouldn't progress otherwise. Also, I've never understood the need to use machetes to strike down foliage that is less than waist high. And yet this seems to keep happening in different movies. Now Jimmy's puking his guts out, but it's because they come across the dead graboid, which had something rip out of her stomach. Also, their insides are orange. Apparently it smells really bad. Yeah, I don't think I would hungover when it come up on something like that. I love it when all of a sudden the leaves and branches start rattling like crazy and somebody says, there's something in those trees. Yes, Captain Obvious, that is a fact. Run, Ishiman, run. You cannot run them. You don't have to be the one who gets left behind to die. I mean, he doesn't get left behind. He decides to make a stand. Okay, so the first time I saw this and you see the Shriekers, I thought it was a headless thing that they had come up with. Unfortunately, they hunt in packs and that's the end of Ishii. You know, y'all should probably be running but you know kudos for jimmy for actually trying to save the guy you know until he gets dragged off screaming by the shriekers okay you should not be there anymore to all my friends out there i love you i truly do if we're ever in a rainforest and something comes up and grabs you i'm probably not staying except for brenda i would for you so the drool hanging down off of Jimmy's lip while he's going, I tried to help him, I tried to help him, is not an attractive part of the movie. Apparently I'm missing a whole part of the backstory that I would get if I'd ever watched all of these movies involving somebody named Travis, who's in a Mexican jail, and Bert is in Papua New Guinea. So off Jimmy goes on his little scooter to hunt this guy down. Also, Jimmy is wearing the exact same clothing he had on from the beginning of the movie. The same Hawaiian print shirt open over a gray wife beater, the same chucks that he used to like plow through an island river. He's now upside down in a coconut trap. Now we have Bert Gummer. And he shows up with a homemade weapon, homemade, like he's at home, uh, a beach-made weapon, and he looks like a hermit. And then he immediately cuts to Anna kicking everybody's ass in an archery contest, because she's a badass, and I want to be her when I grow up. All right, so the guy they call Wall Street is saying that she can't do it again. He's putting 50000 on the line. Meanwhile, the guy they call Bowtie Who. So they've got him wearing a white button-up shirt, a burgundy and green plaid vest, and a massive pink bow tie. And I mean baby shower pink pink. It matches nothing and it's huge i continue but the dialogue is wow also i know nothing about betting and gambling i don't know what it means they say three to one in margin betting why not just say it's for seven hundred fifty thousand? what's the point in saying it's two hundred fifty thousand at three to one she's the only one doing it there's nobody competing with her just go ahead and say it's seven hundred fifty thousand. if she had thrown the apple to me i would have dropped it off the bridge all right, he's got the apple on his head. She's lining up the shot. She looks in the mirror. And the thing is, even if this wasn't a movie, she would still make it because she's that much of a total badass. Okay, so Jasmine changed her clothes. She's wearing different clothing. Why didn't Jimmy? Sorry, she shows up. All right, so we're back to Jimmy and Bert. Bert's been staying on this island for 186 days. So that's about six months, right? The human hair grows about an inch a month. I'm trying to figure out how, when he goes on this island, assuming he looked the way he did with a shaved head and no beard, how all of a sudden his hair is down to his armpits and he's got a really thick bushy beard. Okay, yeah, I can see him growing a beard in six months, but the rest of it doesn't make sense. All right, anyway, moving on. And they bring up Destiny. Why is it always Destiny? Like, what is the thing about movies and Destiny? Bird also, for the record, has a serious problem with uh, the state of Nevada and their sewer system because of all the permits and government bureaucracy and calls it one big self-looking ice cream cone, which doesn't sound in the least bit insulting. He's got some serious government conspiracy theory things going on. I really want to see the rest of these movies now. 
Kudos to Jimmy, though. When Bert asks how many people are in danger, his immediate response is 800 indigenous people, followed up with, oh, and researchers and scientists. All right, Bert goes for his Cubs hat. Again, Destiny. What the hell does Destiny have to do with it? I will say Bill's got a pretty sweet setup. He even has a crystal decanter of whiskey. Bill actually shows some remorse for the fact that she was killed and wants to help. And now he's back to being all smug and happy about the fact that he bred graboids and genetically mutated them for a hunt. So this just occurred to me. He bred these things so that they could be hunted for a trophy hunt, right? These things are massive. Like, their head is bigger than my house. Where the hell are they hanging that on a wall? Like, what the fuck kind of place do these people work in where they have a wall big enough for a 30-foot-plus gaping maw? He has good taste in whiskey. I like Balvini. I'd love 50-year-old Balvini. It's, it's sad that she just slams it and says to me it's just whiskey. That's such a waste. I would have sat there for hours sipping that glass. All right, so got one of our Silicon Valley hunters. I believe this is the one they call Pretty Boy. He's trash. Decides to just take a leak in the jungle like you do. He looks like this is painful. All of a sudden, he's like freaking out, even though there's... Oh, now we have leaves wrestling. Now this totally trashed guy is trying to run. Oh, and he closes himself in the outhouse. Unfortunately, it's the kind of outhouse that has the hole in the floor. Why is it that whenever something bad is happening, the electricity starts flickering? What's the correlation there? Do movie monsters just have some kind of electromagnetic field that immediately fucks with wiring? Also, dude's holding onto the toilet paper for dear life as he straddles the hole. Why are you making any noise? Yep. Wanna guess how they got him? Ew. Like, not only are you being ripped to death, but you're being dragged through the literal shithole. And there's gurgling sounds. Yay. That was a great way to die. All right, so Jazz is coming to meet Bert. Apparently they have a whole history thing that I would know about if I had bothered to watch any of the other movies, and I did not. And Jimmy, of course, being the awkward-ass person he is, can't just let it go and has to bring up the fact that, oh, clearly they used to be a thing. All right, the whole team is watching a video on who Bert Gummer is and why they should listen to him. Again, everyone has changed clothes except for Jimmy, including now Bert. He's wearing a towel. So they're catching Bert up on what Bill's been doing. All of a sudden, Bill shows up with badass Anna, his doctor who arranged all of the mutation. Bill is trying to explain to them, oh, it's all good. They can't get off my island. And once again, it's going to be fine because they're all going to be dead by Monday. Best line ever, that ass clowns a skid mark on our collective underwear. I'm totally stealing and using that. Bert's coming to the realization they have no guns. They have to take on graboids with an old nuclear bomb shelter. This comes up a couple times. Bert goes, Pennsylvania steel. When he sees the machetes, Jimmy says, is that good? Which... I mean, Pennsylvania steel country, yes, it's good, but beside the point. Bert's reply is, does a bear shit in the woods and wipe its ass with a white rabbit? Apparently this means yes. I'm very confused though. I have zero idea what that means and why it's relevant and why a bear would ever do that. Jimmy is waving around crates of dynamite from 1940. So now Freddie is going through why she is a total badass. She is everything that Gummer's gonna want on this project. She comes from Murder Mountain in California. She is an accomplished hunter, defender, and can pretty much do anything he needs. I just unfortunately can't understand 90% of what she says because 
because I'm not young and hip. The hunting party is out again. I love how cheesy and campy this movie is. Wall Street, he's so hungover. He's retching, throwing up, drinking, I'm guessing, drinking more vodka out of his canteen and keeps falling further and further behind. It's pretty obvious he's the weak link. Love this. Wall Street yelling, Anna, I want this grappling on my off as well. And Bowtie, who is my favorite of the hunting party, I was actually sad when he was killed. Turns one goes, well, you better sober up than slick. He's way back there. Oh, we get the infrared. Oh, this is so Predator. I love Predator. The temperature must actually be pretty cold there because everything is dark blue except their body heat. Love how Jimmy, once again, still wearing the exact same thing that he's been wearing through this whole movie, asks for sage advice and then proceeds to drop his machete. George Bird says, don't do that. Literally everyone else has changed clothes like three times. I don't know why this is bothering so much. Probably because his shirt is so, stands out so much you can't miss it. Like it's not even like he may have changed something, but everyone else has change clothes and he's wearing the exact same things down to the shoes that he used to go tromping through an island river. Also why are there crows on this island? I didn't think crows were tropical. Wall Street's in bad shape. Wall Street just dropped his gun. He's hunched over dry heaving. Pissed off because there are mosquitoes. Tropical island dude. For the record I would like to say at least one night has passed since the movie started and Jimmy's still wearing the same clothes. Anna makes me want to learn archery. I would never be that hot when I did it, but it would still be cool. All right, so we got a bunch of scientific jargon because Bert, Freddie, and Jimmy just found the dead graboid. And apparently there's a winged version of these called ass blasters. We've now introduced the actual term for shriekers into the story. All right, so hunters come across a stripped cow carcass. When I say stripped, I mean it's wet bones. Everything, and I mean everything is gone. They're like, this isn't a graboid, this is something else. Well, yeah, did you not learn anything about these guys before you decided to mutate them? As Bert's describing what a shrieker is, you see the shriekers actually stalking Wall Street. And I love that this is when Jimmy pops up and goes, they hump a heat signature like Predator because I literally did the exact same thing when I first watched this movie. I actually yelled, oh, like Predator. Also, so Shrieker takes out Wall Street and somehow nobody notices. All of a sudden they just realize he's gone. Anna's concerned about Wall Street. Bill's response, you're gonna piss like a puppy, better stay on the porch. Again, sayings I've never heard and literally make no sense. All right, everyone turns around. All of a sudden they're surrounded by Shriekers. So Mohawk's got, is that 50 cal? I think it's a browning. I'm not a huge gun expert, but Shriekers have apparently developed this part of the genetic mutation. Gosh, who would have thunk that genetically mutating animals so you can hunt and kill them would have negative effects. Anyway, so they've got this bioacoustic effect. It makes the background as you're watching the movie get all shaky and it hurts everyone's ears to the point that they are unable to focus except Mohawk who is just blasting them like crazy. Here comes the cavalry. So we've got Freddy, Jimmy, and Bert. Bert and Jimmy take these guys out with flamethrowers while all of the hunting party except for Bill, Anna, Bowtie, the doctor who created the mutations, and Mohawk died. Oh, here goes Mohawk, dragged underground. Their plan, he throws his flamethrower so Anna can shoot out the tank with the nitrogen. Here comes the graboid, and now they're being pelted with exploding bits of graboid, which is sounds totally yummy. They've just been pelted with orange gross bits of graboid, yet somehow as they're on their boat traveling back to their island, everybody's fine, except for the fact they're missing like everyone who was with Bill. But when they get off of the boat, now all of a sudden they're gross. Continuity, guys. Continuity. 
And now they've just discovered that Charlie, their 11,000 pound bull elephant that they GPS tagged, is 13 meters below the surface which means that a graboid got it, a graboid that swam from Bill's Island and is considerably larger than any graboid they've ever seen. Yay for genetic mutation. They want to, you know, defend their camp. Bill comes up on them and he's like, yeah, no, nobody's defending anything. I'm going to dart shoot you guys and leave you all tied up in with zip ties in your nuclear bunker. The insults and catchphrases in this movie just literally don't make any sense. The acting's not terrible. It's just, I don't understand half of what they're saying when they use catchphrases. This must be what it's like when you're hearing somebody speak using idioms in their native tongue and you know their language but you never learned the vernacular. Okay, so we are now at Bill's camp. It's night, but you know what? I bet Jimmy hasn't changed his clothes. The doctor, the one who did all of the genetic mutations, is freaking out. The doctor and Mr. Bowtie are on the ground. Bill and Anna are up in stands. To me, it makes sense that everybody be up in the stand and nobody be on the ground, but you know. Back to Bill's camp. I was married to a guy who was really into guns, but he was really into gun safety and like being smart with guns. One of the things that I learned from him is don't waste ammunition. Don't just blindly shoot. Know what you're doing. So that's why the scene just kills me because you've got this guy who's supposedly hunting is his passion. Guns are his life. He has organized hundreds of these trophy hunts. They hear rustling. They see nothing. Everyone opens fire. He is unloading to the point that it's just raining bullets because of course he's got bandoliers feeding into it. He's wearing two of them and there's nothing. And the doctor's like, did we get it? All right, so we're back to Burton Company. So apparently if you're ever in a situation where you might be kidnapped and held against your will with zip ties, switch out the laces of your boots with 550 paracord or just do it in general. Apparently it makes a really great friction saw. Back at Bill's camp, a random extra guy dies. Nobody's got a visual dude, so got a flare. Hey, guess what's behind the doctor? Yeah, this is the point where I was like, oh, it's not a ha human hand in a glove. It's a you know, giant worm. So he's smiling in pride over this giant thing he created. Turns out there's more than one. Bill thinks it's a masterpiece. Anna's like, fuck this, I'm out. Okay, back to the bunker. Doors locked from the outside. Except wait, who is coming? As they grab their chairs to use for weapons. I mean, yeah, you say you got. It's Anna. She's come to help them. She's afraid Bill's gone batshit crazy. Honey, that happened a while ago. Like... Oh, I don't know, five minutes into the movie. Freddy's carrying a cage as a backpack holding a canary that's supposed to be their alert system, right? She actually calls it the canary in the coal mine, which for those of you who don't know, miners used to carry canaries with them when they went in coal mines to detect carbon monoxide, that when the canary would die, that was when they knew they had to get out of there. So she's got this canary. Every single time they've come across shriekers or worms, this canary has not made a fucking sound. The bunker is being attacked by a worm, Anything out of the canary? Nope. Bert keeps shushing people. They know, dude. They know. And Jimmy remembers the dynamite that they are surrounded by. Literally surrounded by dynamite. Now the bird chirps. It's like a happy, like, hey, what you doing over there, bro? Chirp. All right. They got the generator on. They're luring in the worm who is attacking the side of the shelter. Everything's blowing up. Dynamite, worm, everywhere. Bird seems to be a little out of shape. 
Okay, we're back to Bill and Bowtie. So these are the only two who have survived. Bill is still convinced that this thing is in the bag and he's gonna walk away Monday morning with this dead graboid. Bowtie is just like, what the fuck? I don't even know what I'm doing here anymore. Why am I stuck with you? I should have left with Anna. Bill is in this pond thing, whatever, river. He is cleaning himself by gently and slowly scooping bowls of water over his head while he's shoulder deep in the water. Why? Bowtie is finally figuring out that is crazy. Bill, who is screeching at the top of his lungs now, is telling Bowtie, we're going to kill some graboids, right? Because the two of them are going to do what 15 of them could not. Thanks to Charlie, the elephant, they're able to determine where the graboid that ate him is. And right now the graboid is eating Bowtie, which made me sad. Well, Bill, <laughs> who somehow managed to become fully dressed down to tucking his shirt in and putting on his hat with completely dry hair, is shooting the Graboid with a Glock. Sorry, if your 50 cal couldn't take it out, what the fuck is your Glock gonna do? Right, Bert is now going to attempt to talk Bill down. Bill has gone completely insane. Bill's determined he's never loses. He's taking this thing out with his little Glock. He doesn't have a, he has has no rifle, no automatic weapon, no nothing. He is now randomly firing into the water. He's got this and then he doesn't because hey, guess what got him? Here's another thing. One minute he's got an earpiece in his ear and then all of a sudden it's gone and then it's back and then it's gone and then it's back and then it's gone and now he's gone. So it doesn't matter. Jimmy wants to go after the Shriekers, Ram- Shriekers, Shriekers, Rambo style with Bert. His words, not mine, except for where I screwed him up. The rest of the team's got their chainsaws, weapons, what have you, in the boat for them. Them meaning Bert and Jimmy. Meanwhile, everyone else is getting ready to go prep Devil's Punch Bowl, the caldera, to take out the last Graboid and set up the last stand. Okay, here's another thing that I love. So Jimmy's like freaking out. I can't do this. I wasn't raised on Murder Mountain like you. I wasn't raised shooting squirrels and doing all of this stuff like you and Bert. And he says, I was raised by, I'm no one. I was raised by a single mom. Freddie's response, excuse me, single moms are totally badass. And she's right. And he's putting his mom down for not being a badass and for himself not being a badass. And she slaps him and tells him to shut the fuck up. This movie has some redeeming qualities. And as Jimmy is freaking out more, Freddie's telling him, your mom would use that plaque scraper up a shrieker's ass if she had to. And he's like, you're totally right. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to be Ramboy, which is Bert's name for him now. Freddie is my second favorite character. I'd also like to be her. I want to be a combination of her and Anna. I hate it when movies use the same shot over and over. They're all filthy. They're covered in orange graboid crap, right? Yet they still have the same shot of Jimmy at the uh, rudder of the boat. And he's in the exact same garb. Well, I mean, he hasn't changed clothes at all, but the same position, the same cleanliness that he was when he was going to Papua New Guinea to try to find Bert. And it's like, how is it you magically are clean now when you were orange and gross two seconds ago? In the sub-oceanic cave. I forgot to get the camera boat all the way. Ramboy following Rambo. He's got a chainsaw. <laughs> So Jimmy does something super smart, like Bert points out, you know, if there were three shriekers, there are nine by now because they breed by molting. So he sees a mud puddle, Jimmy, not Bert. Bert's oblivious. He's like, keeps spewing his catchphrases that make no sense. Anyway, Jimmy sees mud. He starts plastering himself with mud. When Bert's like, why are you doing that? That's ridiculous. What the hell are you doing? He actually says, putting mud on me like Arnold did in Predator because it's going to mask their heat signature. And Bert acknowledges in his own way, it's not a terrible idea. It's not a terrible idea. It's a great idea. 
Also, I love how he's just like movement dead ahead. And you look and there's literally nothing. Like there is no movement. There is nothing. Like how the hell are you seeing anything? Another one of my favorite parts of this movie, Jimmy's like, let's go medieval. And Bert says, I thought you wanted to go Rambo. Jimmy says, oh, uh, you go Rambo. I got the chainsaw. I'm going evil dead. They're ready. They've got their machetes. Well, Bert's got his machetes. Jimmy's got his chainsaw. Bert's got his flamethrower. They take out the shriekers. Jimmy gets tongued and fondled by one. Looks pretty unpleasant. He should really shut his mouth if he's going to rip a chainsaw through a shrieker that's sitting directly over his face. Finally, the canary loses its shit. Anna, who is up in the outpost while everybody else is on the ground because that makes total sense when you're facing a subterranean predator. Anna is stating the obvious. Oh, hey, we already know the swarm is coming here. You should get to high ground. All right, Bert takes out a bunch of shriekers. Somehow, while he's in slow motion, he manages to scream in real time, how you doing, Ramboy? Ramboy is slow motion chainsaw impaling a shrieker. They're back on the island. Somehow, Jimmy is the one who stops Bert, you know, the gung-ho military expert, from setting off a tripwire. And Freddy proceeds to tell them, oh, hey, FYI, you're literally standing directly right over the graboid. As Jazz goes, oh, it's okay that I'm walking around. I can handle myself. Right, because everybody else has done a bang-up job so far. So, Bert is now whispering through the ground to the last graboid. Also, if the goal was to get this thing to Devil's Punchbowl, why are they all still at the outpost? Alright, he's sent everybody off. Somehow they've managed to all get out without attracting the attention of this graboid. He's, again, destiny. Like, why the fuck is that even a thing? She's coming. Yeah, okay, see? Like, she's setting off the dynamite triggers. He's still strolling along. I'd be running. That's just me. He takes off on a horse, because we have to cover every conceivable scenario of Bert Gummer being a badass. Meanwhile, they're finishing setting up Devil's Punch Bowl, which, sorry, should have been done, like, while they were on the island killing off the Shriekers, but, you know. All right, so they're finishing everything up. Uh, they've got stakes in the ground. They've got dynamite set everywhere. He's ready to go. They're ready to go. All they need is a worm. And here comes Jimmy, because... Heaven forbid, Jimmy, just let him go it alone. Here she comes. Ew, he's got Graboid on his free bands. Bert seeing his lead follower get out of my way, and he's like, I'll lead. And Bert's like, yeah, then that actually wasn't really an option. Jimmy's like, I'm younger and faster, so screw you. All right, so here she comes. So in case you didn't figure it out, Bert shoves Jimmy out of the way and then shoots him the finger while falling into the worm's mouth, who then proceeds to propel herself through the cliff face and into Devil's Punch Bowl, where she's immediately impaled on their uh, stakes and blown up with dynamite. All right, so you know those scenes you see where people really need rainfall and all of the cast of whatever movie or show, they're looking up into the rain with their mouths open and their arms open wide to get the water. They're doing that now, but it's worm bits. They're all standing there, mouths open wide, facing upward with arms extended, getting covered in blown up worm and laughing. I mean, yes, you know, killing the worm is something to laugh about, but still, somehow magically, Bert did not throw Jimmy off the mountain. He threw him literally to the very edge of the mountain. Jimmy also almost falls off the mountain trying to find Bert. Okay, I can see the Cubs hat plain as day, and somehow six of them are running around on this mountain and nobody sees it. Yeah, he's dead, dude. Even the characters who never say a word look sad. The Ray-Bans made it. That Jazz gave him and told him she wanted back. Jimmy changed clothes! Oh my goodness! So they're doing a funeral for Bert, and Jimmy actually changed clothes. He's wearing 
wearing different clothing. The characters who never say a word are the ones who set up the great, the cairn. I guess there's, there's no body. They just put a bunch of stones with a cross. Everybody puts something there. So the flamethrower is there. Some sticks of dynamite. Anna puts an arrow. Jasmine puts back the sunglasses. Jimmy's got the hat. All right. So that was Tremors 3. Or 3. Uh, so that was Tremors Shrieker Island. They... <laughs> are doing the credits with flashbacks to Bert. Just, I I really want to see the rest of the movies now. <laughs> he just looks like a crazy person in most of these. And I've heard that actually they're all good. And I thought this one was actually pretty good. It's cheesy and campy as hell, but it's totally worth it. But yeah, Michael Gross is great. So anyway, watch it. It will not disappoint. And yeah.